broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. It's time to tackle the top headlines of the day. I got blasted. This is 3 and Out. Are you ready for 3 and Out, Vinny? Uh, yes, I am. And, of course, that's our producer, Demont Cotton. Uh, and he has pulled three headlines or three uh, somethings uh, out of the sports world and the world beyond. Uh, and we're going to talk about it right now. What you got, Demont? All right. I don't know if you saw this, but Cam Newton was out at a 7-on-7 camp. And, you know... You know, it's almost, it was almost a recreation of that Super Bowl commercial we had a little bit like a couple years ago when the kid's like, yeah, you know, he's warming up his arm, you know, going to take Cam Newton's spot. It came to life because an actual camper tried to, tried to try Cam Newton. Did you see it? I did see it. All right. Well, for those who haven't, I will play the audio so it'll give you some better context on, better context on what we're talking about here. All right, Vinny, you heard that. I saw that you had a couple of tweets about it. Let me get your thoughts on uh, this camper here dunking on Cam Newton. Well, he didn't get he didn't dunk on Cam Newton. I mean, anything but he uh, he, he he airballed a dunk. Uh, it was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my in, in my oh, life. Imagine having gosh. an opportunity as a young up and coming football player uh, to go to a camp sponsored by uh, let's see a five star recruit, a national champion. A NFL uh, league MVP, a player, a, 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 a quarterback that's gone to the Super Bowl and has earned over a hundred million dollars in his career. Now imagine having a chance to maybe pick somebody like that's brain, or sit and talk to him, or learn from him. Imagine having that opportunity as a 15-year-old kid and squandering it all away with some game plan that put you in a position where you're going to be talking smack to this guy rather than trying to learn from the guy. Um, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand what that kid was even possibly thinking, like what, how bad that was going to look, uh, how dumb it was for him not to take advantage, a great advantage uh, to, to be able to learn from, from somebody that's done things that you're trying to do. I don't get it. I learned a long time ago that, you know, successful people find fellow successful people in the field that they're striving for and try to um, learn from that and emulate that and, and uh, be humble about, I think you're being a little too hey, harsh show on the me the way. Kid. You don't come in there talking smack like that idiot did. Yeah, but he was competing against some Cam's coach, and you know it's like he's a. He's There's a, no but. Yeah, yes, there. Is, you're you, okay. You're dunking on a. You're dunking on a teenager. You're not dunking. Uh, on no, I'm saying now you're dunking on a teenager. He's already got enough grief. The kid even had to come out and apologize for it. You know, and it's just like, 
I just are you, I, you're not taking the kid's side on this, Devon, are you? Yeah, because I don't think because it's it's so oh much overkill gosh. on it's so much overkill on the in the other side of just like Cam Newton is a grown man who can defend himself. Every NFL player, every professional athlete who saw that had a comment about it that reflects yes, what exactly. I'm saying. Exactly. And like, it's so when it's one of those things that okay, does everybody need to have a comment? Does everybody need to say, hey man, I'm gonna give my take on how this seventeen year old messed up? Or it's just like, yes. okay, guys, take it yes. easy. We get it. We if you're going to put it. yourself out there like that, you just learned the lesson of what, um, uh, of how you, of how, of the reaction that you'll create and how you'll be judged. And I, you know, I think more than anything, it was, you know, how it's just like how boneheaded of you not to take that opportunity. Um, to to learn from him at his own camp, I think it wasn't it wasn't his it, it was Cam Newton's camp or he had sponsored you know some some of the teams, but it's just it's 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 you know um, a, a good friend of mine that I he played at USC and went on to have a, a a short NFL career talked about how that's how we, we don't even know how to look at e- in each other's eyes anymore and 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 handshake and 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 talk we, it's always got to be like you just said dunking on the cam he dunked on cam like that's what it's all about when do we ever get to that point where that's the goal to dunk on somebody like like legitimately why is that even a thing um, why would you even I think, think, I think about going means- to a camp to dunk on cam newton who's done things that you can only dream of doing like like you if you could emulate that career you would be on easy street like that would be that you'd be one of the top one percent at what you do if you do anything even close to what cam newton does where are we that we have to go dunk on cam newton all right do you want to talk about how candy used to be five cents and um how you could get a movie ticket for just less than a dollar no, I want to talk about the thought process I, behind back in a my kid, day, back a fifteen-year-old kid. Wanting, back in the day, I'm asking you if you have a, if you have a, if you have a. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because inflation went up. Guy, people make more money now. Uh, inflation, um, the, the cost of doing I wasn't, things. I wasn't asking literally about the economics. Well, I'm you just, just, saying, did, you just it sounded like, like you did. No, it you just sound like, you like an old. You sound like an old man, and, I, and it's not. It's I'm not. not I'm, I'm explaining why candy prices have gone up now yeah, you i just I'm gave i'm giving make... you the opportunity explain to me uh the um what's so cool about dunking on cam newton it's not it's not so much that it's so much cool but i'd like i said that i'm only defending him because like everybody's gonna have the take where it's just like if someone just gonna say hey guys it's not that big of a deal cam talked to him after the kid put out an apology cam released a statement talking about where cam even said you know he was talking to his coach he's like yeah we squashed that it's not that big of a deal i'm just trying to talk to him if the kid just has that belief in himself, you know, like I looked up his twenty-four, like his rivals, like he's he's not he's not a highly ranked recruit, but if he's got that belief in himself, uh, shocking, uh, yeah, shocking, yeah. So you know, it's shocking that exactly. I I, I could have predicted. First of all, I could have predicted that because you, yeah, I, I could have predicted that he was not a a real player in the in the whole. I'll just take things. it. I'll take. It, I'll you know what? I'll, I'll double down. And I'll defend the kid here. Where it's just like if you just say, "Hey, Mr. Newton, can I?" You know, if Cam Newton gives you like some solid advice, you know, sometimes people give you advice. It's like, oh, never thought about it like that. Is it? Is that really going to change his life? No. I, I mean, if saying, you're if you if you really look at it. 
Why? why I, I, I totally disagree. I think that if if he gives you some 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 guidelines and some steps to take, and you're earnest and and uh, about it about following it, it absolutely can change your life. Now his life changed. <laughs> it, it definitely changed. I'll tell you that it changed, and I'm glad that he apologized. And I'm not, you know, this shouldn't be this kid's defining moment whatsoever. But I'm glad he learned a lesson in humbleness, and I'm glad he learned that lesson because he he tried to be all hard and you know not hard. But, you know, like he tried to dunk on Cam Newton to use, you know, the the common uh, uh, terminology for that. He tried to dunk on Cam Newton. And guess what? He got dunked on. He failed so miserably that everybody saw it and everybody had a comment on it. And he had to he had to, you know, eat some humble pie, which is a good thing. Uh, I think I think I think what will ultimately happen is this will be a good learning experience for him. And maybe that's the way it was all supposed to play out. Uh, But. You know, just a just a, uh, a a a a heads up to somebody that's in that whatever field you're in. If you're going to be around one of the top one percent of people that have done what you're trying to do, you don't try to dunk on them, man. You try to learn up from that person. You try to saddle up to that person. Find somebody. If you have something that that's near and dear to your heart that can become a a career and not just a job. Uh, that you can make money at. Find somebody who's who who has done exactly that, and try to learn from them. Uh, you don't go trying to get your moment and trying to dunk on them, because uh, again, in that moment, he got dunked on viciously. I might add uh, by a whole bunch of people that are you know fellow Cam Newtons out there that saw that and was like, "Come on, dude." Like, like that's that's not the way to be, and uh, and hopefully he learns from it. And I'm not going to say that this is his defining moment whatsoever. He has a long life to live, and I hope for the best for him. But he he, he certainly learned a lesson, and rightfully so, uh, over the weekend. I'm so happy he's on my team. It's a heavyweight belt, bro. That's a fight. All right, Carson Wentz is officially in Indianapolis, but he's not going to be wearing the number 11. That's because receiver Michael Pittman said no way he's not giving up his number. And it brings up the question, you know, Carson Wentz, he's, it seems like he's already going to be off to a rocky start. You know, to quote the great Fast and Furious movie, you never had me. I'm, it's like, you know, Paul Walker says to Vin Diesel, I almost had you. You never had me. You never even had your car. And that's, I feel like that's going to be Carson Wentz with his locker room. You never even had the locker room. You couldn't even get the number you wanted. Do you think it's that big of a deal that Carson Wentz isn't going to be able to wear his number 11? A couple things, and I got a pr- pretty funny story for you about uh, numbers and, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, reading a lot of the texts from uh, or tweets from uh, Colt players, it seems like they're pretty happy to have uh they're happy to have Carson Wentz on their team, so there's. I think he's going to have the locker room. I think as long as he obviously you got to play well and perform well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue. But I'm 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 with Pittman. That's my number, man. I'm I'm number eleven, um, and that's what I'm wearing. And and I got here before you do. You did, so you're not getting it, you know. And 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 that's you know. Uh, but I don't think that that's indicative of him not having uh, a command of the locker room or having the respect of a locker room. I think I think Pittman is just like, "Hey, this is my number, man, and and I'm not going to I'm not going to give it up." Now, I will tell you a funny story about um it'll be interesting though for me, I you know, I don't know what Carson Wentz the Indianapolis Colts are getting. If they're getting 2017, if they could replicate 2017 uh Carson Wentz, then the the, the Indianapolis Colts are a Super Bowl contending team. Uh but I had to see that first uh, because, and I don't know how much of the credit or, or blame goes to Carson Wentz or the Philadelphia Eagles, but he was a shell of himself uh, by the end of his tenure there. Now, now, in his defense, that was a cruddy team 
around him, specifically in uh, along the offensive line. So uh, I think there's definitely blame on the Eagles' part. It'll be interesting to see if they can, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, get him back uh, up and running. But I'm not so sure. I, I had to see it uh, to believe it. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Okay, so... Uh, a couple of years, a few years ago, Indomitian Sue comes to the Los Angeles Rams. Remember, he signed as a free agent with the Los Angeles Rams. And what is he? He's number 93, right? I'm not the best at numbers, but I think Sue is number 93. He's had it his whole career. Um, and there was <laughs> there was a player uh, with the Rams, Ethan Westbrook, um, who had number 93. And so they worked out one of those deals, right? Where Ethan's like, yeah, you know, you can have it, and and, and Sue's like, hey, I'm not going to just take it from you. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll hook you up. So I don't remember what the exact total was on the on the money exchange, but let's just say it was ten thousand dollars. Okay, uh, so Indomitian Sue paid Ethan um, Westbrook a uh, lump sum of, of money in order to, you know, him switch to his, his number and give him give up number ninety three uh, to to Sue. Great, you know that's how it sometimes works out, right? So, uh, come tax season, like toward the end of the year, uh, Westbrook. This is according to sort of my sources with the Rams. Westbrook shows up one day uh, to work, and there's a uh, envelope on his uh, on his on his at his locker chair. Right? He opens it up, and it's a tax document um, that Sue had. Um, what, what, basically, what he was doing was he was taxing the money that he gave. To Westbrook, like Westbrook was now going to have to, like, I don't know if it was a 1090 or an 870, some kind of a tax form in which now the obligation to pay the tax on the money was <laughs> was on Westbrook. So he literally like 1090'd him or some kind of tax code, a teammate for the money that he gave him <laughs> to get the number. And everyone was like, nobody does that. Who does that? Like it was one of the uh, 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 craziest things. So be and, and I'll, I'll say this about Sue. He's extremely smart and extremely shrewd uh, with his money. Um, there's reasons why, you know, he's there. Here you go. Uh, he went and saddled up with Warren Buffett, of all people, as a mentor for him in terms of what to do with his money and what to be aware of and everything like that. So he obviously learned how to handle his money to the point where uh, he dropped a little bit of a tax on, on, uh, on Ethan Westbrook for giving up number 93 to him. Let's see what we're made of right here, all right? Let's go. We can't hope. We got to go do. Hey, show me what champions do. All right, last one. I'll give you the option. Bathroom fight or flopping in the NBA? Uh, Let's try to sneak in both if we can. Let's give it a bonus. It's like a four, we'll, we'll, we'll go for it on fourth down. All right. Over the weekend, um, I think it was this past weekend, but the video finally surfaced. Spencer Jones, receiver for the University of Oklahoma, got into a fight in a bathroom of all places. Him and his buddy against these two other guys. And the fight is pretty, it's pretty hilarious. But the thing is that the shorter guy with a little bit of cauliflower ear happens to be an MMA fighter. Did you see this video? Yeah, and it, it, I, I did, and it's you know I feel bad for the Oklahoma kid uh, because it seems like he was trying to be a peacemaker, like to try to cool things down a little bit, um, and I guess he talked to the wrong guy, and uh, and you know and and he got it he got it handed to him. There's no doubt about it, and had to undergo surgery for the eye, almost lost the eye. Uh, that, that that's a bummer. Hopefully, it doesn't you know uh, curtail or his football career, but it it just shows you. You know, if you're going to speak up, even in a even in a peace, you know, maintaining situation, you got to know who you're dealing with. But 
Devon, I got to tell you this. No, man. no, 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 Vinny. I think you're, you're, you got this all wrong. I don't think he was trying to maintain the peace at all. Maybe he wasn't, That's what I read. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah, that, maybe, that, oh, I watched the video. Maybe he wasn't looking to throw down, but he like he wasn't looking for a fight, but he wasn't trying to keep the peace. Well, I think I don't know if we saw from what I from the stories that I read. It, you know, something obviously led up to it, and he was trying to be the guy that tried to squash it. But you know, I guess he was a little bit too tough in trying to squash it, and that it led to a fight. But but by all indications, the fault wasn't his. Uh, that's that's that every story that I've read, maybe no, maybe but it was did you wrong. Watch? Okay, okay, the stories you've read, yeah, because obviously the story is gonna benefit the athlete in a case like this because you don't know who these random guys are. But did you watch the video? I did watch the video, and I still think I still maintain that he was at least trying to defuse it. But obviously, we've been in those situations. I've been in fights. I've seen fights. Um, sometimes somebody doesn't want to back down. Sometimes somebody is just itching for a fight. Okay, regardless of what the other guy is trying to say. But I got to ask you: when you were watching that thing, whoever was at, at fault, uh, I you know it, it was it's dumb. Fighting's dumb. Uh, we all get that. Uh, who was at fault or not uh, is neither here nor there. Here's my thing. Come on, you've been in the average bathroom, I'm sure, of uh, of the average club out there, bar, right? We we know what the situation is like in the men's bathroom in that in that situation, do we not? Oh yeah, like I definitely would not be finding a men's bathroom. I don't care. I don't care how I don't care how heated the situation is. Right. I mean, and you saw the floor. That's that for all the for all the girls out there. That's what it usually looks like, Dis- disgustingly so. All I kept thinking of was. Here's these two grown men rolling around in God knows what kind of, uh, um, <laughs> you know what we're talking about. And it was just, it was, I, I, I couldn't get over that part of it. Like, that was just disgusting to me. Oh, that's definitely the worst part. That's the time where you say, hey, let's take this outside, literally. Because I'm not trying to do <laughs> yes, this here. Exactly. I'm not trying to do this here. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not going to, I don't care. I'm not, we're not fighting here. We'll, we'll any other place. Let's go fight. So that guy was a UFC fighter, huh? Not a UFC, not, not a UFC fighter, but just maybe you know, just probably just has a little bit of MMA training, a little jujitsu under his belt. You know, it's pretty yeah. common. It's pretty common nowadays. You know, right? Exactly. That's why you got to be careful. Yeah, you, you have to be careful on 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 what you say to to certain people. First of all, you don't know what they're packing. You don't know if they got a knife, a gun, uh, or if they're a jujitsu <laughs> champion. Uh, or or whatever, you just have to be careful nowadays, and, and everything is so dang volatile. That's why I, I tell you what I know that it, going back to the Cam Newton situation, um, and I've been in situations, Cam, you know, with professional athletes, well-known athletes at a bar, and there's always some idiot, always, almost, almost ten times out of ten, there's always some idiot that wants to come and try to you know mess with that with with, with the well-known person and try to you know. Um, uh, fight them or agitate them or whatever, and it, it it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of discipline, not to get involved uh, in, in any of that. And and you know, I know that that was a kid uh, that was that was je- that was uh, you know messing with with Cam. No, Newton. I mean this um, this is well, that's two different things. That's a kid. That's a kid. Just you know, I'm just telling, saying that I Cam guarantee Newton you that's not like the that. only time Cam Newton has ever been talked well, smack to. And I guarantee yeah, you that I mean, there have been I've, times I've, where I'm where it's been an adult. And my point is, I know a lot of professional athletes who have the discipline to rise above that stuff and not get into a fight. It takes a lot of discipline, too, because I've, I've literally seen it. Like some of the things that get said, some of the challenges that are made, 
and 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 these athletes just have to kind of like let it in one ear and out the other because you know that those guys are trying to get a payday, get into a fight, sue you, whatever the case might be, or or build a reputation off of you. That, I'm, I'm just saying, like, obviously Cam Newton's not going to do anything to a 17-year-old kid. Uh, he's he's far too smart for that. But I guarantee, I almost can guarantee you that Cam Newton has been in situations where a 27-year-old guy is trying to get up in his face, and he just has to, say, and he and he is is man enough and mature enough and disciplined enough to just turn away and not let it get into a situation like we saw in that uh, in that in that bathroom. And that was three and out. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Monday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, we're talking uh, a lot today about uh, all the rumors and speculation uh, about a potential Derek Carr contract extension. Um, some reports suggesting uh, that they're closing in on a deal. Uh, I could just say that, um, you know, my. My senses um, and my gut instincts, um, having done this for a little while now, uh, I don't think that uh, uh, there's anything imminent. I don't think anything is close. Um, I am um, dubious that uh, any kind of extensive talks have even happened. Um, So uh, I wouldn't be in a rush uh, or uh, I, I wouldn't be sitting around, uh, you know, looking at Twitter to to, to and expecting uh, any kind of a deal being announced anytime soon. Um, I think it makes some sense. Uh, obviously, uh, if you're looking at it from the Raiders' perspective, uh, there's a way that um, you know uh, in, in how you structure the deal. Um, if you were to extend Derek Carr, and let's just say for argument's sake, it's a three-year, it's a it's a it's a new deal that adds one more year uh, onto his contract. So he would go from two to three years uh, in the contract. Um, you know, maybe uh, if you're the Raiders, um, you, you guarantee the next two years of the deal, uh, which would pay Derek Carr around $40 million, maybe a little bit over $40 million. As of right now, the two years that he is owed aren't guaranteed. That's a pretty big thing um, when you're in, in, in this sport, when uh, you're going into a year uh, let alone the next two years uh, with no guaranteed money left on your on your contract. So maybe the Raiders uh, can guarantee the $40 million in a way that um, you structure it in a way that Carr's number comes down from $22 million to maybe $16 million for the 2021 season, uh, which will be a critical year because of the salary cap situation and how it's going down. Um, so uh, from the Raiders' perspective, while you're guaranteeing Derek Carr, $40 million over the next couple of years. You're also lowering the cap hit uh, in 2021. Um, So that makes sense from the Raiders' perspective because it helps them on the short term because it creates salary cap space. On the other hand, you know, you you also have to look at it from this perspective if you're the Raiders. Um, You know, you you gave Derek Carr a whole bunch of guaranteed money through the uh, early part of of this contract that he signed. I think it was 2017, I want to say. Uh, that he signed, or somewhere around that, uh, around there, um, 
you agreed to give him uh, a lot of guaranteed money in the early stages of his, of, of this contract. Uh, the trade off being that uh, once this deal got this five year contract got to the last two years of the contract, uh, the guaranteed money there was no more guaranteed money. That puts that's the trade off. Uh, if you're a player, that's the trade off uh, you make when you get. Um, a lot of the or all the guarantees in the early part of the contract. So, from the Raiders' perspective, uh, you've gotten to this point. Um, you have a quarterback right now on a, a more than manageable contract, um, far below uh, market value. Uh, the quarterback market has gone up a lot uh, since Derek Carr signed that deal. Um, so now, whereas he was one of the highest paid quarterback for a minute or two. Uh, you know, a few years ago, now he's not one of the highest paid quarterbacks, not even close, really. Uh, so um, uh, that's a good situation to be in uh, if you're the Raiders. It's also a good situation uh, for the, from the Raiders' perspective to be in a place where you could easily move on uh, from, from Derek Carr. Not to say that they want to, because uh, I firmly believe they are happy with Derek Carr. Um, John Gruden knows what he has in Derek Carr. Um, he's content with what he has in Derek Carr. He's confident in what he has in Derek Carr. Derek Carr is coming off three straight years of four thousand yards or more. Um, you know, uh, his 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 season in twenty twenty was arguably the best of his career, and there's no reason to think that he's uh, going to take a step back from that. In fact, there's reason to believe. Uh, he can still continue to take steps forward. He made improvements last year uh, in some key areas, and I think that his command of this offense, his understanding of who John Gruden is and what it takes to play for a coach like John Gruden uh, puts him in a really good position. Um, it, it, and, and if you're the Raiders, you're good with that, that position. Um, so uh, it's not like they're looking to move on from him, even if they have flexibility. Uh, over these last two years of this contract. It's not because they're itching to move on from him. However, um, I think as as uh, recent times have, have shown, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's not a bad position to be in, to be flexible and adaptable as it relates to your quarterback situation. Uh, if Deshaun Watson truly was available uh, and, and if the Raiders were interested as any all teams would be um it's not bad to be able to go into a situation if deshaun watson is legitimately available and the houston texans say we're making him available we are now open to trading for him it's not a bad position if you're the raiders or anybody else to have a quarterback where okay we could just <laughs> if we wanted to go get uh deshaun watson we could do it and it wouldn't kill us um, in terms of the salary because you'd be able to bring in Deshaun Watson and whether it was just trade Derek Carr, which there would be a market for Derek Carr uh, out there, uh, you can do so without zero hit to the salary cap. There's no penalty. You know how like with the Carson Wentz, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are taking a massive hit, uh, even though About he's no million. longer on their roster. He, they're taking a massive hit on their salary cap, just walking away from him, as are the Los Angeles Rams in the Jared Goff situation. They're going to have to pay their quarterback position, even though one's not there, uh, and I'm talking about the Rams. He's well over $40 million. I have to look at what the final number, what the number actually is, because they're paying 
Um, and they're not necessarily, they're not actually paying that money, but on their salary cap, they're paying it. So that's $20 million or in, 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 I, I don't, I'd have to look at what Jared's cap hit is, but whatever it is, let's say it's $30 million. That is $30 million that you don't have, even though you might have it. Stan Kroenke certainly has it in his wallet, probably as he's walking around or in his suitcase, he's got $30 million. Uh, stashed away somewhere of the billions and billions that he has. He literally has the money, but he can't spend it because it's be, it's reflected on the salary cap. So uh, right now, the, 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 the Los Angeles Rams are going to p- be paying their back under the salary cap a whole lot of money, even though only one's actually on their team. And the same is likewise for the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, th- my point being, if you're the Raiders and you're in a situation where you don't have that um, you, you, that's not going to be that's you, your what your quarterback is currently owed has no impact. Um, if you're the Raiders, if you need to quickly move on from him to go get a better option, that's not a bad position to be in. And um, it doesn't mean that they don't like Derek Carr because they love Derek Carr. It doesn't mean that they don't want him around here for these next couple of years because they do. Um, if that's if, if that's who they have to roll with, they're more than happy with that. He's a top 10 caliber quarterback. But at this stage, after paying him the guaranteed money that they have, uh, it's not a bad thing uh, to have flexibility. It's also not a bad thing, if you're the Raiders, to just go ahead and lock him in for the next three years uh, so that you have that position um, taken care of at a uh, level that you're more than comfortable with, more than happy with. There's certainty in Derek Carr, uh, barring any kind of an injury, uh, you have a pretty good darn idea of what you're going to get from Derek Carr uh, over these next three years. And the challenge is just keep that offense around him, You know, continue to get better, obviously, tinker with it, uh, add some new pieces. I think the offensive line uh, needs to be addressed. Uh, you hope, and um, you know, it's, 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 it's on you and it's on Henry Ruggs to get Henry Ruggs to another level. Uh, the same with Brian Edwards, uh, the same with Josh Jacobs in that running game. Uh, I think improvements need to happen uh, there. But if you do that, you feel really, really good now at quarterback. You feel pretty darn good. Like if we can just continue to do what we've done uh, around Derek Carr, we have a pretty good idea of what Derek Carr is going to uh, uh, give us. And and we're happy with that if you're the Raiders. Now, if you're the Raiders, you're looking at that defense, but we got to do something about that. <laughs> That's really what we need to be focused on. Uh, if there's a chance to get... Deshaun Watson, obviously the Raiders have to kick the tires on that. They have to look into that if he's legit uh, available. But I'm dubious that that's even the case. Uh, And there's not many other quarterbacks, if any, that are better than Derek Carr that are available at this very moment. So, uh, again, while it's great to be flexible, um, maybe maybe, uh, the way to go is to go ahead and get that position locked down for the next three years in a way that doesn't kill you either. Uh, I don't think the Raiders are going to go very long on the contract extension. I don't think they're going to go, they're going to be paying him a whole lot of money. Um, I think that uh, the, the shorter, uh, the better, but in a way that that rewards him for what he's done, acknowledges him uh, for what he's done, and shows confidence in him uh, that he's a, a guy that they are more than content with and believe in uh, moving hey, forward. Hey, Vinny, I'm going to throw something at you. 
Yeah. What do you think that this rumor started that Derek Carr is looking, not maybe that he's looking or that the Raiders are going to offer him a contract extension? Because I didn't see any blue check marks like, you know, tweeting about like, oh, yeah, the, like, the talks are talks are starting now. I just think, do you think maybe this just came out of thin air? Maybe a fan brought it up. Maybe it's Derek Carr trying to pitch that, hey, maybe, hey, I would like a raise, you know, so let's just go ahead and put that out there on the interweb where do you think this came from because it sounds like one of those things where nobody's nobody's heard that the raiders are making these talks but now but now it's just there on a monday it's just hey let's start the news week off where do you think this came from uh, i don't know where it came from but i i um i can i can i could say that it didn't come from any any of the you know it, it's 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 i don't know okay <laughs> i'll just say that i don't know where it came from but this idea that it's close uh, none of my instincts tell me that that's that, that that's even remotely close to being accurate. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, I think that you know, I, I think I saw something on some uh, on some you know Raiders websites, uh, and there's you know um, there, there's there's plenty of those uh, out there um, that uh, you know that uh, typically um, they're not necessarily breaking news. They they you know uh, find information a lot of times through. Stories by me or Vic Tafer, um, uh, you know the uh, writers that that cover the team on a on a daily basis. Uh, uh, Tashawn from, um, from 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 the Athletic, uh, the, the the people that are out there on a day to day basis. That's general, and some of the national guys, obviously, that's generally who who some of those uh, team sites follow, uh, and then they get their information, some stories from that, uh, and then they put their own spin on it. I think it's more somebody putting their spin on things. Uh, because again, all my instincts, all my sense, read how you want to read into that, uh, indicate to me, my senses are that nothing is imminent. I'm dubious that any discussions have even begun, uh, uh, to that end. Now, does their car want to, want to be here for a good long time? Absolutely. Uh, he does. Um, does he, would he like to have, uh, you know, more guaranteed money now put back in his pocket and, and solidify uh, his, his uh, immediate future? Of course he does. And uh, I think he's happy here. I think he, he understands what, it's, what, it's, what it takes to play for John Gruden. Um, I think he's been through a lot of tough times uh, with the Raiders, and he wants to be a part of the ultimate turnaround. And I believe he believes that that's not too far off in the distance. So there's no question that he would like to be here. Um, and he feels like there's work still to be done and he wants to be a, a part of that and a part of the, cha- of, the, of the turnaround. And after everything that he's put in, he, you know, he, who wouldn't feel like, Hey, okay, uh, after all the misery, I want to experience uh, some of the ecstasy as, as, as well. And so um, for all of those reasons and financial, obviously, he definitely wants to be here. Uh, and from the Raiders' perspective, I think that they want to, you know, uh, uh, get the quarterback situation uh, taken care of. But again, you know, from their perspective, you know, they, they, they paid Derek Carr a lot of money over the first few years of that, of, of that contract. Uh, and, and the trade-off for, from Derek Carr's perspective being, um, you know that when you get to the, next, the last two years of the deal, uh, the guarantees are, 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 are finished. So you, that's, the, that's the trade-off. And he willingly signed that contract. Here we are now, uh, f- what, three years later, four years later or so. Uh, and those two years are now on a pay-per-play uh, type of a basis. Do the Raiders want to take advantage of that and ride that out a little while longer? There's some sense in that. Um, I don't know uh, where they are necessarily in that thinking. But if I was them, I would at least consider that. I would also consider the alternative of, 
hey, we, we feel really good about Derek Carr. Let's go ahead and lock him in for these next three years um, and, and, and get that position taken care of, and we don't have to worry about it for the next three years, and let's go fix things uh, around him. So that's, you know, that's, that's my, uh, my feeling. But where it came from, man, you know, on, on, on Twitter, things come from all angles. Uh, I, I also think sometimes there's a misinterpretation of things, and then when somebody puts their spin on something that they're not reading correctly, it comes out incorrectly, and then people see that and seize on it. Um, but uh, it can be frustrating, Damon. I got to tell you that it can be frustrating in my job because you know we're the ones, quote unquote, on the front lines. That um, you know, if something comes out of left field like that, now we got to go figure out if it's real or not. Um, and a lot of times that's tantamount to. Know, kind of chasing your, t- your your tail around uh, like a dog in, in a circle um, just because somebody threw something out there. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're in a position where you got to kind of put some perspective on it and real perspective on it rather than, you know, eight steps removed as some of these, you know, websites are. And I'm not, take, you know, I'm not taking a shot at them whatsoever. Um, you know, they're doing their thing and I, and I applaud it and uh, I'm always rooting for everybody uh, to succeed in this business and, and do what they can. You know, but sometimes I see certain reports that are just like, you kind of have to scratch your head uh, and, and, and laugh a little bit. And, uh, and I will say, not in this case specifically, but there are times when reports like that come out and then the texts start coming in where it's just like, how do I say this? Like, what is that person <laughs> even thinking writing something like that or putting something out there like that so be careful when you write some of those things and the and the spin that you put on them because uh i could say this people have gotten laughed at big time uh, in that situation uh behind the scenes so just letting you know that you're in the huddle with Vinny bonson you're on lincoln kennedy brought to you by tequila embajador We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Tequila Embajador. Uh, hope everyone had a great weekend. We're setting up for another... Uh, big week uh, in the NFL with the Raiders, uh, talking a lot about Derek Carr and uh, where that story generated from, that he's close uh, to signing a uh, contract extension. Uh, I don't get the sense that that's uh, accurate uh, at all. Um, I, I, I do think that eventually uh, conversations along those lines, but uh, the salary cap isn't set yet. Uh, the Raiders aren't quite sure what exactly they're up against. Uh, in terms of that final number, where the salary cap ceiling is going to be, uh, so you know, uh, you know, if, if I'm the Raiders, that's probably you're probably waiting, um, you know, to find out what that might be, uh, and then working from that point uh, forward. Um, you're also in a pretty good situation with a very good quarterback uh, that you're paying, you know, under market value right now, and that's not because the Raiders are trying to be cheap. Hey. They gave Derek Carr a lot of money, and Derek Carr has definitely, you know, delivered over these last couple of years. Personally, uh, his play has been has been fine. Last year, it was more than fine; it was very, very good, actually. Um, and 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 that's 
you know, it gives the Raiders comfort moving forward uh, in how he's played and learned uh, and developed under John uh, Gruden uh, that he can continue to make uh, improvements and and be the quarterback that's going to get them uh, into the postseason and, and, and beyond. Um, but are they in a rush to, to, to put another ring on it? I'm not so sure. And, you know, maybe, maybe the best uh, way for the Raiders to approach that again uh, is to say, hey, look, you know, um, uh, we're okay with being in this situation with you. Um, and we want to be flexible. We want to be adaptable. We want to read the room. We want to take a look at the situation. Uh, there will be time where we sit down and talk, uh, but, um, you know, let's hold off on, on doing that. We'll see. Uh, I, I could see it playing out both ways because there's merit and, and prudence uh, to, to whatever uh, direction uh, this goes in. If it was me, if it was me, uh, I think that I would go ahead and and um, and, and extend Derek Carr um, in a way that you know maybe added one more year to his contract. Uh, I tried to get the uh, twenty-two million dollars in twenty twenty-one down to about sixteen million dollars. Convert some of that salary into the signing bonus. Uh, that you're going to pay him, uh, add another year to the deal, guarantee um, the next two years for sure. That would put $40 million guaranteed into his pocket. Uh, and then see where you are. Assess, reassess the situation after these next two years um, uh, as far as that third year. Maybe it's avoidable year uh, that you know either side, if they're not happy, um, can walk away from um, painlessly. and um, uh, Or if you get to uh, that year and Derek Carr has just led you to the Super Bowl uh, or the AFC Championship game, uh, and it's time for him to go knocking on uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock's door and saying, hey, um, we're, we're, we're on to something here. Uh, I've shown you that um, I'm getting the job done. Let's talk about another uh, uh, contract extension. So uh, we'll see where, where all of that is, is headed. Um, you know, there's also another quarterback on the uh, roster. His name is Marcus Mariota, uh, and he is drawing interest as well. Uh, and just reading a story out um, of Boston uh, by my good friend Jeff Howe uh, from the uh, Athletic, and one of the names, that, obviously, the, the Patriots, um, uh, likely not bringing Cam Newton back. Uh, they're on the hunt for uh, a, a new quarterback. You know, I think in their eyes, um, somebody like a Marcus Mariota can be a uh, plug-in starter for the next couple of years as they go about trying to find uh, their long-range uh, quarterback. I don't think that they're in position right now uh, as far as the draft uh, to have access to one of the elite quarterbacks uh, in this draft. Could they trade up? Yeah, it would take future assets to do that. And there's a lot of teams that want one of those uh, good quarterbacks that are in this draft. So I'm not so sure... Um, you know, the, the Patriots are going to be able to maneuver their way into a position to draft one of these top guys. Um, so as a result, that might mean having to uh, stop gap it uh, for a year or two. And a Marcus Mariota, uh, as smart as he is, as experienced as he is, as presumably now healthy as he is, um, and, and, uh, and, and right mentally uh, after some down years uh, and some down times in Tennessee, uh, maybe that's a great situation for both Marcus Mariota and the New England Patriots, and that's been speculated about that. Maybe that's a landing spot uh, for Marcus. The question is, um, what do the Patriots or anybody else uh, give up for a player that presumably is going to be out on the open market uh, as a, a cap casualty here pretty soon? Again, Marcus Mariota is scheduled to make, what, $10.7 million? I'd have to look at the uh, the, the, uh, the final numbers um, 
But given where the salary cap is going, and it's going down from $198 million, um, it looks like it won't fall below $180 million, but the, that's $18 million. If that's, if that's what it turns out to be, that's $18 million that it dropped from 2020 to 2021. That, that hasn't happened in a long time uh, where it's dropped at all, let alone by almost $20 million. So there's, it's going to put some teams behind the eight ball, uh, and the Raiders are one of them. They have to make some moves to get under that threshold they have they, as of right now what they're obligated to next year what they're on the hook for uh next year uh if they were to if they weren't if they didn't make any moves uh in that regard they'd be over the salary cap uh right now but i think my estimation if it comes in at let's say 188 million dollars by my estimation if they don't make any moves and that includes not cutting terrell williams uh, who currently is on the roster? None of that becomes official for a little while. None of those moves become official for a little while. They'd be thirteen million dollars over the cap if it dropped to one hundred eighty-eight million dollars from one hundred ninety-eight million dollars. So obviously, you do the math. They got they have to uh, get below that cap. They have to make some moves uh, to get below that cap. Terrell Williams, I can safely say it's they've already decided to cut him. So that's eleven. Uh, uh, point something uh, in salary that they'll be able to uh, to, to put toward uh, cap relief. Um, Marcus Mariota at ten point seven is another strong likelihood in this day. Uh, under these circumstances, a backup quarterback um, making ten point seven million dollars on a team that's over the cap right now that has to make maneuvers to get under the cap. That's just a bad place to be in if you're if you're Marcus Mariota. Now it's not the worst position to be in because if you're Marcus Mariota, I would think uh, at this stage, uh, even if you know, um, even if you're not guaranteed to go get yourself 10.7 million dollars uh, on the open market for next year, I would think you would rather be back out on the open market using the game that you played against the Los Angeles Chargers uh, as proof that you're back. And being able to go sell that to a team uh, that maybe gives you a better chance to actually come in and compete for a starting job. That's not going to happen here in Las Vegas as long as Derek Carr is on the roster. Because Derek Carr is the decided, undisputed, without question starter of the Las Vegas Raiders. He is the starting quarterback. Uh, The only way that Marcus Mariota has any chance to start here in Las Vegas is if something, A, they traded Derek Carr, which that's not going to happen unless they're bringing in Deshaun Watson to replace him, or B, if he got hurt. Um, Whereas Marcus Mariota, if he gets cut, it's a little bit of a hurt on the pride, but realistically, it's almost a better situation for him to be in. Now he could go uh, talk to 31 other teams about, hey, do you have a starting opportunity for me? Can I come in and legitimately compete for a starting job? I'd rather sign another one-year deal, even if I don't get $10.7 million or maybe a two-year deal. If you're giving me the opportunity, legitimate opportunity to come in here and start and then get my career back uh, you know, uh, on track. Uh, so uh, if, you're hit, if you're Marcus Mariota, that's not a bad place to be. I want to say thank you to all the callers. Uh, thanks for all the energy, all the insight. We always appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Sam Gordon for spending some time with us in the huddle. Thank you to the listeners, as usual. Thanks to Devon Cotton for making us sound good. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, happy Margarita Day, National Margarita Day. We will see you tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Same place, same channel. We'll see you then.